welcome to worship here at Sidman Methodist Church and those viewing online for the Beaverdale, Dunlow, and Sidman Charge. We will have our lighting of candles. For the first hymn, let us stand if you're able and join in singing, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, number 125. For Sidman Charge, TCBY meeting will be this evening from 5 to 7 and 12, December 16th, uh, that we will be putting together the Christmas cookie trays and those can be picked up on that day. For the charge, today is Holy Communion and the first Sunday of Advent. Regular church services will be held in the morning on Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve service will be held here at 7 p.m at the Sidman Church, and on December 31st, there will be an anoint oil anointing service. Are there any other announcements? Beaverdale's uh, next Saturday night is having a free turkey dinner from four to six, eaten only. There are no others. Let us have the lighting of our first advent. Let us pray. 
Loving God, we thank you for the hope you give us. Help us prepare our hearts for the Lord's coming by being open to sing to the light of Christ and others. We ask this in the name of the one born of Bethlehem, Jesus our Lord. Amen. If you are able, please stand for the affirmation of faith, which will be a responsive reading from Psalm 20, verses 1 through 5. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May he remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May we shout for joy over your victory and lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the Lord grant all your requests. Please be seated. There's a sign-up sheet in the back for uh, the, the, uh, the second, third, and fourth week of Advent and Christmas Eve night to light the Advent, the Advent candles. And uh, the song that we just, uh, we just uh, recited is a great blessing. All of us start with may, may God bless you with this, with that, with everything. So, uh, you know, read it when you get home and see what, uh, if, if you say those five verses, the psalm is longer than that, but the five verses are like a blessing that's given to us. Very, a very good blessing. So let us, let us pray. Our merciful God in heaven, we come before you today prior to receiving Holy Communion, asking for your forgiveness for our wayward ways. Help us in showing good judgment in deciding to follow our sinful ways or your righteous ways. The choice is simple but hard to make. It is hard for us to overcome our sinful natures. Give us the strength to obey your direction in our lives. Give us the courage to move forward in our growth of spiritual understanding. We offer our thanks to you for the abundance of blessings that you have showered us with. This meal we are about to receive, let it provide the nourishment we need for our continual spiritual walk with you, O Lord. We thank you for the gift of your Son, our Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit, through your guidance provides us with our direction that we are to follow. We come before you this morning in this atmosphere of prayers to raise our voices to you, to bring to your attention what's on our hearts. We offer prayers for those who protect us from harm, members of law enforcement, military, especially First Lieutenant Carl Smith, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, and health professionals. We pray for the well-being and safety of our country, our community, and our church. Keep us safe and protected from the evil forces that we face. We pray for the safety and well-being of our youth. Be with them, guide them, and protect them, and let us continue to encourage them on their walk of faith. We pray for the unsaved, the unbelievers, those who haven't found their way yet. We ask that they see the light on their wayward ways so that they may be saved before it's too late. We ask for forgiveness for our waywardness, for choosing to go our way instead of following your way. We pray for the good health and well-being of all the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. Please direct the unnecessary harm away from these loved ones. We pray for families that are dealing with difficulties and hardships of life. Be with them, guide them, and comfort them during these rough times. We pray for our troubled country, May we uphold these values that this country was founded on. May we win out over the evil forces that are around us. We pray for the conflict in the Middle East. May the civilian population casualties be held to a minimum. May we see the good overcome the evil that is being faced. We offer prayers for Tom and Roseanne Burkett. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that came to the spirits, the hearts of the people, while, while we were praying, let them say those names out loud. Wayne, Frank, Asa, Jason, Sean, Jeremy, Jamie, Christine, Lauren, 
Dear Lord, let us bring our attitude of prayer to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Can someone shout out a favorite hymn they would like to sing this morning? 402. 402. Please stand if you are able and join in singing hymn number 402. The Solid Rock. Same song, I guess different notes. Solid rock. 404. 
our gracious God in heaven, we're delighted to be here on the first Sunday of the new month of December. We thank you for this opportunity, dear Lord. We ask that you accept these tithes and gifts and offerings that are being presented by one of our uh, youth of our, of our group. We thank you for this, dear Lord. We thank you for him, and we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. Amen. 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 Very good. Please be seated. Well, today starts a new liturgical year. So we start off with Mark. That's where we're going to be emphasizing for the next year, until this time next year, uh, the book of Mark. Not solely, but we will be using, using him a lot. This is a chapter, what chapter is it? 13, 24 through 37. And these are all words, the words of Jesus. But in those days following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. And he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heavens. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone. Watch. The words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. There we go. There's a good one. Uh, in your bulletin, you'll find it's Advent. So this is the third year of these. Uh, two of them. Because at the very top, if you read it, it says, keep one, share one. So this, this is, I never thought about it when I came up with this vision that I, I brought to everybody's attention who were at the meeting on that uh, Sunday, uh, one month ago today, bringing in and going out. In order to get this, you gotta come in. Now, we want you to take it out. Keep one, share one. You don't have to say anything to anybody, just hand it to them. Leave it somewhere, leave it in the doctor's office. Give it to the doctor. I'll give it to the checkout girl at the person, I'm sorry, the checkout person at Giant Eagle. Just don't hog both of them, and you just fold them like that, you know, they fit nice in your pocket, or in your purse, or what, whatever. But take one, and give it. I'm doing half the work for you. I'm giving you something to take out to people. This, Advent is the best time of the year, I don't know why, they've done studies on this, the best time of the year to share the Word of God with other people. No matter where you are, share the Word of God with, uh, with the other people. And one way you can do it is by, uh, if you've already given your one out, is read some of the, some of the things that are on here. Uh, or hand them one. Uh, and on the back it tells them what time the services are. Invite them to come to uh, an Advent service. Because this is the best time of the year to share the Word of God with, with other people. So, let's move on. I call this the eternal preparation. Jesus stresses that the transformation of the world into the kingdom of God is not going to come about by conforming to it or cooperating with the ways of society. The danger in doing that 
is that we will be seduced by them instead. Neither will the transformation come about by violently overthrowing society's ways. Because by overthrowing them, we just tend to copy them. Jesus is teaching that the one who gives his life, or her life, as a ransom for many, the one who is servant, is the one who truly holds the power. What Jesus is teaching his disciples is the unbelievable power of relationships. Rather than power over, relational power is power with. Shared power, mutual power, and equal power. It is built upon relationships one has carefully built with others that seeks the good of the other as well as oneself. It is a power that seeks not to be served but to serve. Jesus' alternative way will eventually win. Just like Alabama will eventually win. And Michigan will eventually win. And Texas. And what's the other one? Was it Washington that, the, that, that won the Pac-12? Which I think is down to the Pac-2. Uh, these systems, if they continue to operate out of dominance, will collapse. Months of planning go into a wedding, the birth of a baby, a career change, what college to attend, or the purchase of a home. We should be placing the same importance on preparing for Christ's return, the most important event in our lives. Its results will last for eternity. Remember what eternity was. I, I should have brought it. No, I don't have it. We take an eyedropper to the Atlantic Ocean and we fill it with water. That's our lives. The Atlantic Ocean is eternity. That's what we're all heading for. Eternity. This part of our lives is just a small sample of, of, our, of our lives. And it's, a, it's a, a preparation period, especially Advent. Advent is the number one preparation of the, uh, of the entire calendar year and liturgical year, whatever year you want to you put with it. We should not postpone our preparations just because we do not know when his return, when his return will occur. But he's coming back. He's coming back. There are, I think the lady told me there are 36 promises in the Bible. 3,600 promises in the Bible. All of them have been fulfilled except one. Do you think he would stay? I don't need to fulfill that one. I've already fulfilled 3,499, 3,599. I've already fulfilled them. I can skip one. What makes you think he's going to skip one? That's the last one that he needs to fulfill. And he's going to fulfill it. If it's not in our lifetime, it's not in our lifetime. But we will be participating in it. Because we will be brought up to heaven. The way to prepare is to study God's word. Study God's word. Study, 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 study. Do we know what the meaning study means? The meaning of study? We're supposed to study the word of God. This is just one part of studying the word of God. Now, not all pastors preach from the Bible. You have to be careful. You have to be careful of that. Uh, all my sermons, in four, well, I think most of them, 99.9% .9 in 14, 14 years, have always come from the Bible. They always start with the Bible. We are to study God's Word and live by its instructions each day. Only then will we be ready. Only then will we be ready. What are we to do while waiting for Christ's return? There are three things to do. First, we are not to be misled by confusing claims or guesses of what and when it will happen which we've all lived through. 
because those things have taken place. Number two, we should not be afraid to tell people about Christ, despite what they might say or do to us. I doubt whether they would get violent towards you. They would just say, oh, rubbish, you know, go, you know, go do what you want to do. But at least you've shared the word of God with them. You've done your part. They need to hear the word of God seven and a half times. You don't know what number you are. You could be the first person or the last person. You don't know. We're not supposed to know. Our only responsibility is to share the word of God with others. It takes some gumption in order to, to, uh, uh, to do that. But you can feel your way around, you know, when you're conversing with somebody. See if they leave a door open. If you say, hello, how are you? And they say, fine. They've closed the door. But if they say, fine, how are you? Now they've opened, they left the door open. Now you can respond to them. Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just doing fine. I'm following God's ways. And then that person will respond. Well, what do you mean you're following God's way? Are you religious? Oh, well, and you've got a conversation going. But if they, if they keep saying, oh, that's good, and there's no comment on the end of it, then they close the door. You would be best not to open the, I mean, to respond and opening the door. Just, okay, and move on. Now, the next time you see that person, the conversation might expand. I do that with all the, uh, all, all the people. Uh, when I first started on the Planet Fitness, I saw that this guy was always there when I was there. So I went up and introduced him, introduced myself to him. And I said, I want to be able to say hi to somebody. I know him every time I come in. And I noticed that you're always here, and his name is Jim. Uh, his last name, I don't know his last name. He doesn't know my last name. I don't even know if he knows I'm a, 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 a pastor. But every time I'm there and he's there, we speak to each other. And we learn more and more and more about each other. So it takes the time. Don't feel you have to do it all in one conversation, in one day, in one talk, in one meeting with that person. No, it takes a while to build up the rapport that you have with the other person. You might need more rapport before you start sharing the Word of God with others to try to find out where they're coming from. It takes time. Okay, and the third one is we must be morally alert, obedient to the commands for living found in God's Word. And where do we find the Word? <laughs> I hate to push the Bible on you, but this, this, this needs to be read. You need to understand God's Word. It's our instruction book. There's no other book out there like it. Even if it's a New York Times best-selling author. This is New York Times best-selling. This has sold more books. The Bible has sold more books than all the New York Times bestsellers have sold combined. Now that doesn't mean it's read. Because sometimes you go into people's houses and you see, oh, they have a Bible on the coffee table. So you make a remark about it. Oh, they're... <laughs> Gee, when was the last time this was read? Oh my goodness, look at this. Then you get people's Bible who it's all marked up. This Bible's not marked up, but my other Bible is that I have at home that I read every morning is marked up with the, the verses that are read and the date that, that I, I read them in. But we need to become uh, uh, friends with uh, the Bible. We need to read the Bible. And you don't have to read the Bible 10 pages uh, a day. Just start at the, you don't even have to start at the beginning. Start wherever you want to. Do it freely. Just open the Bible ah, and read that. You want to mark it so you don't read it again? But there's nothing wrong with reading it again because it may mean something different to you when you read it again. That's the, that's the reason to read the Bible. The first time you'll get something out of it, the second time you may get something different. And this verse may speak to you. There are people who are, who are uh, uh, I guess, regarded as uh, the top professionals in the church business uh, who are on TV. 
And uh, <coughs> David Jeremiah said, you know, I've always read this, uh, this scripture, and uh, we all know John, John 3.16, but how about John 3.15? I always skipped over it. And I read it the other day. Boy, I didn't know that was in there. And here's a man who's quite learned about the Bible. So, read the Bible. And now the church is also called to be watchful. The church is to remain watchful in three ways. Don't be fooled by the systems and their act of equal power. See through them for what they really are. Be, number two, be sensitive to the signs of the times, the ways God is at work in the freeing of the world. Be at, the third one, be at work for Christ and his kingdom in this world as it is, holding fast to a vision of the world as it should be. And working for that world in all your actions, and in living the living of your life. It's not easy being a Christian. You're being asked to do all of this. Whether, whether you do any of it, I don't know. I don't know. God knows. And if you don't do any of it, and you're fortunate enough to get to heaven, I'm sure you'll be questioned on it. But if you do your share, God will know that too. And your mansion might be a little better off than, uh, than if you don't do anything. But you get to heaven anyway because of his mercy, because of the mercy of God. People tend to be short-sighted by spending all their time learning about the temporary world and acquiring its possessions while neglecting the Bible and its eternal truths. I'm looking forward to uh, uh, going home. Going home means going to heaven to be with Christ and God. I've never felt like I've had a, had a home. Even when I was, was born and raised, I, I didn't, didn't. I had one. But we, I was in seventh grade when we moved, and I didn't know we were moving. No, nobody consulted me or anything like that. I loved the, the house and the, the, where we were and everything in, in seventh, seventh grade. Then we moved out into the, into the uh, suburbs, and things changed. Things changed in my lifestyle. Things changed in me. I got, I think, I'm not sure, I think I got involved in, with band because of that. And that changed my life for 38, 38, 44 years. And it's a, uh, uh, and, and, and God was in it for the first 18 years, and then I turned my back on him and went about my own way. But I always felt that God was with me. And, in, and, and until I played that, uh, that funeral for that student, God, God said, okay, I've let you do what you wanted to do for 38 years. Now you're going to do what I want you to do. Okay, I didn't argue with him. Okay. Two weeks later, I was back in church. And two years later, I was in the ministry program. And 14 years later, I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Uh, delighted to be here, too. This is the uh, uh, cultural center of the area that we, uh, we live in. It's certainly not Dunlow, and it's certainly not, uh, not Beaverdale. We did have some activity this morning. The fire whistle went off twice, like one at 5.30 and one at 8 o'clock. So there was some activity in, uh, in, in Dunlop. I don't know what it was for. Uh, we pray. We pray when the fire, because I'm the chaplain for Dunlop now. I pray every time the fire whistle goes off for the safety of the people who are there. Because I can't say the men who are there, because there were three young women, like 19 and 20, who are going to be firefighters. Firefighters, not firemen, but firefighters. And I always pray for uh, 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 crime and casualty. Crime and catastrophe, the two Cs. They're either going out for to help in some sort of crime or some sort of catastrophe or something that the firefighters are going out for. 
Guess how many heartbeats we're away from eternity? We're one beat, we're all one beat away from eternity. That's how fast it can come upon us. One heartbeat, one simple heartbeat, and we're off to the races. We're off to go wherever we're, wherever we're being directed to go, to heaven or to uh, the other place. We must decide before that final heartbeat, because after it, it's too late. Once we breathe our last breath, it's too late to, to change anything then. And it's all based on how you lived your life, no matter how many years you've lived your life. Whether you lived to be a hundred. I'm looking at Gene down there. When you lived to be a hundred. We know he's not a hundred yet, but he's going to be a hundred. It's a... Uh, it makes no difference. The Word of God provides the only stability in our unstable world. If you think we live in a stable world, think again. Watch the news. You'll see that we don't live in a stable world. And the only stability we have in that world are the people who believe in God. You show that you, well, I can't assume this, by your attendance here, that you believe in God. That, that has nothing to do with it. Because I don't know, God knows why you come to church on a Sunday. Is it a habit? Do you come to worship? You certainly don't come here to hear what I have to say. You're supposed to get a laugh there, but I didn't get one. Never mind, no, no, don't fake it now. No, forget it. No, no, too late, too late. But out of 168 hours a week, you spend one hour in church. One hour in church. What do you do your other time? Do you pray at all throughout the week? At times, you don't have to pray. It would be nice if you prayed every day. But do you offer prayers to God? Because God is in control of everything. You ain't. I hate to be the one to tell you that. You ain't. And if you pray to him, he'll talk to you. He'll tell you that this is, this, is not what, this is not the direction you should be going in. And for you to, you have to think about, is, is this the right way for me to do God? And he'll tell you right away, yes or no. Take this time during this season of Advent. This is the time to do it in preparation for his arrival because he is coming. I think he comes to us individually before he'll come to us all. So he may not come to us all on December 25th, but he may come to you on December 25th. Will you be prepared? Let us pray. Ever-present God, you taught us that the night is far spent and the day is at hand. Grant that we may ever be found watching for the coming of your Son. Save us from undue love of the world, that we may wait with patient hope for the day of the Lord. And so abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may not be ashamed. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, Amen. Let us now proceed to communion. The words will be on the screen. And before we start, we have to say this. Christ our Lord invites to his table, to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. 
Let us now start with the, uh, 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 the communion service. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on heaven and all the company, with people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this all of you. This is the blood, my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. I ask Matt to come up and help me with the serving.
Thank you, sir. You have received bread from heaven for your continuation in your spiritual journey. Use this nourishment to help you in fulfilling God's purpose for you being where you are. Take and eat this bread in remembrance of the one who accompanies you on your journey, Jesus the Christ. Upon drinking the juice, you will feel the emptiness that it fulfills. Know that Christ is always there to fill any emptiness that you may have. Drink the juice, knowing that today Christ is replacing that void with himself. An invitation to the Lord's table you have accepted. The price for this meal you are unable to pay. God has provided through the death and resurrection of his only son, Jesus Christ. Your bill has been paid in full. When you leave here, go in peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us now, oh, let us now stand as we recite the Apostles' Creed. Let us begin. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. Heaven is seated at the right hand of the Father. the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Let us remain standing as we sing our final hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, number 123 in the hymnal, or the words are on the screen.
I didn't stop there either. Let us all use this season of Advent, this season of waiting and preparation, to patiently wait for the second coming of the Messiah. And while waiting, use this time to properly prepare for his return, which he promised he would do. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and directions are being given to what to do with the candle. Don't put that one out. Leave that one on. And uh, go out and uh, go and earn your day. And all the people said...